Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm interviewing the amazing Emma Milden, author of The Soul Searcher's Handbook and Evolution of Goddess. It is always such a pleasure to get to chat with Emma, and in this interview, we're discussing crystals for the divine feminine, so crystals for really connecting with and embracing the divine feminine. And guys, if you're listening, this is not a topic just for women. This is something that we really can all benefit from as our world continues to shift into a more feminine frequency. So I think you're really going to love what Emma has to say and to share. And Emma's also one of the presenters in our amazing Crystal Mastery Conference, the Fall 2018 Crystal Mastery Conference. You can sign up and learn more about that at crystalmasteryconference.com. And Emma will be teaching a full-length little course all about crystals for the divine feminine, how to really tap into this energy, why this is happening and coming about at this point in time. It was a fascinating conversation, so I hope you'll enjoy that and that you'll stick around for this interview and get a little sneak peek of what's in store. So without further ado, here is my interview with Emma Milden. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, I am really excited to be interviewing the amazing Emma Milden. Emma is a millennial mystic charged with creating a movement of conscious action in the world. She's the author of The Soul Searcher's Handbook and Evolution of Goddess, and she is one of my favorite people to talk to. So, Emma, thank you so much for being here today. I love our chats, too. I'm always so excited because something magic always bubbles to the surface. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you again. And for those of you who may not be familiar with you and your work yet, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your mission and how you got started with all the amazing things that you're doing? Yeah, of course. So I really started out spirituality um, totally selfishly, just wanting to expand and explore it for me. Um, So I... Yeah, I mean, totally honest. It was a me, me, me spirituality <laughs> mission. I went out, I, you know, I did yoga, I did the meditation, I explored the crystals, um, and then I started traveling. So I read lots of books, I met lots of teachers and, and gurus and authors and found myself learning everything from tea leaf reading to astrology, numerology, crystals, Reiki, um, meeting shaman. Yeah, it was, it was quite a journey. And throughout that, I threw a lot of books across my room. Now, I don't endorse book throwing, um, but I, I have a zero tolerance and, and pretty short attention span. Um, as a mystic millennial, I hate being told what to do. Um, more importantly, I hate being told what to believe in. So um, the books I read were great and they had great wisdom and I really respect the authors and elders that wrote them, but there was always an undercurrent of bossiness and right and wrong um, and kind of like regiment to ritual, which I really didn't resonate with. I felt like it kind of clipped my wings when I was trying to explore it and journey through my, my own spiritual choices. So as a result, I kind of wrote 
books that I needed at the time. Um, so I, I started writing books about spirituality that became office kind of like a smorgasbord of spirituality. You could, you could digest and eat and nibble on any type of, of mystic spiritual mindfulness that, that kind of you craved without having to, you know, sit down and have a whole degustation meal on it. You know, it was spirituality on your terms. And that kind of birthed Soul Searcher's Handbook, which is a menu of, of spiritual approaches that you can take that helps guide you to build your own belief system on your terms. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but um, so in addition to the Love and Light School, I also own a metaphysical bookstore. And my uh, one of my employees, actually recently promoted to manager, um, said that your book, The Soul Searcher's Handbook, is really what started for her, her interest in everything metaphysical. Someone gave her that book and she said she read it cover to cover. She couldn't put it down. She said it was just so comfortable and so approachable. And that really sparked her natural kind of curiosity to continue further on this amazing spiritual path that she's on. And now she manages the bookstore and she's doing all these amazing other things in the world. She's a freelance photographer and she just is all about creating beauty in the world. Um, But your book kind of helped inspire and spark all of that for her. And I think, you know, everyone I've ever talked to about it says kind of the same thing. It's so warm and welcoming and you feel like you are just sitting down with a cup of tea with someone that you could you know spend hours talking with and your new book evolution of goddess is very much the same way um but it's here to really i think like at just the right time for many of us so can you tell us a little bit about what sparked your kind of um passion for this topic for evolution of goddess what kind of got you going with this yeah you know it, it's so funny I hearing that story about soul searchers handbook makes me emotional and that's exactly what I experienced coming into evolution of goddess so in truth I was pretty tired and I didn't want to write another book um, so evolution of goddess really had its work cut out I, I call her my guide with a whip um, she was like, you will write. And wow, what a journey this book took me on. So, um, I deleted the whole book. I'd finished it. I was about to hand it in for publishing and, um, it was good. You know, it, it would have sold, it, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't my goddess. You know, I, I hadn't lit my fire. I played safe, you know, so it was like the ABCs of goddesses. It was, you could explore it on your terms but I really didn't ooze, kind of like cut my hand and drip it into the the page, the words of the book. You know, I was playing it safe. What happened was um, an initiation experience. So my editor, who ironically has the best um, goddess name you can imagine, Zena, um, summoned me to her bungalow in, in Bali. And we've been both there working and, and working on the book and tearing it apart and putting it back together and she looked at me um, and she saw straight through me and she kind of talked directly to my soul and she said to me, no, honey, like you are not the pin-up girl for bubblegum spirituality. You know, you don't just write about evolution. You are writing to empower these women. You know, there are so many women out there 
that are conscious and they know who they are spiritually and they they want to do something and they want to do more, but they don't know what to do and where to start. You know, you have all these readers and you have a responsibility to these readers to arm them with what they need for the arena of life. She said, give them the effing sword. I was like, okay, okay. So um, that was a defining moment. You know, it's ridiculous as women that we feel like we need permission, that we need this sense of are we good enough? Am I smart enough? Do I have enough qualifications? Have I researched enough? Have I done this? Have I done that? And the truth is, like, yes, you are worthy. Yes, your your intuitive call is valid. And yes, what you're here to do is important. And so, you know, Soul Search's handbook was about giving people permission to explore their beliefs on their terms. Evolution of Goddess is giving people permission to rise up and be unapologetic about their spirituality, um, which has amazing ripple transformation effects. So it is um, a lot heavier book in the sense that it has a lot more truth and transformation riddled in it, which can have growing pains. Um, So, you know, it might be a book that you come back to from time to time and you'll get different things out of. But I really wanted it to be not just the girlfriend sitting next to you having a cup of tea that you feel like you can have a talk and education and laugh about with spirituality, but that cheerleader, that woman that says, yes, like, girl, you like, I think that's amazing. You can totally do that. Here's what you need or here's what I know. Or how can I help? I wanted it to be that sense of community for all the women out there that have stepped onto their spiritual path and are ready to step up. And when you said that this book is like in a way that thing that helps give you permission to rise up, I so feel that come through in the pages. Like when you read this, you feel inspired, you feel called, you feel driven to get out there and put more of yourself into the world. And that's really what this book is about. So with that feeling, I think you know, the reason this is so important right now is because there's this return to the feminine right now. And a lot of us are kind of struggling with that. You know, some people are angry. Some people are sad. Some people are feeling kind of stuck because they don't know how to move forward in the world and how to make this reconnection with the feminine. I want one wonder if you could share a couple of your favorite crystals for kind of supporting us on this journey, on this path to reconnect with the feminine in our own lives. Yeah, I love that. So I am a big fan of crystals. You know that everybody who follows me on Instagram knows that I have a crystal problem. So um, the thing I love about crystals, particularly in this space of goddess, is that um, it gives you a sense of energetic community. So crystals feel like you're never in it alone. You know, you have that guide, you have that cheerleader, you have that support, you have that stability. So crystals that are really good um, for anyone, not gender specific, you know, feminine, you know, it relates to everybody. Um, step into that space is firstly Moonstone. Moonstone is my go-to. I wear her on my on my, my finger. I rub her in times when I need intuitive guidance when I'm questioning myself when there's fear or anxiety or confusion when I've stepped into my logical head and need to step out of it um you know she she is moon you know goddess um energy which is all about 
going through that phase of, of reflection and, and, you know, lessons and growth and reflection and lessons and growth. So, um, yeah, I think, I think having a moonstone and being able to, to really take confidence in your intuition and what you feel and your emotions is a powerful tool for you to have, um, in these times of change and for any, any time of change, you know, challenges pop up for our growth and all of us are getting served some whoppers at the moment. So get yourself, get yourself a moonstone. Um, you know, it's not going to fix problems, but it's going to support you in them for sure. And I would also say, um, a rose quartz, everybody, everybody on the planet should have a rose quartz, um, helps self-love, um, self-confidence, helps heal, compassion and nurture yourself. Um, you know, if all of us can be looking at things with through the eyes of love, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but that is what we need. I mean, you just have to look on your Instagram account to see people jumping to assumptions and jumping to conclusions and um, spiritual ego is judgment. Um, so really, you know, the, the rose quartz energy helps us to look at everybody as if they are a sister, a brother, you know, that, that connection and seeing them as human, you know, seeing each other as, as the soul rather than a stranger. Mm. That is so beautiful, Emma. Thank you. And we really dive a lot deeper into this topic and this concept of returning to the feminine and why the feminine is kind of having this resurgence right now in your interview in the Crystal Mastery Conference. Um, yeah. So I would invite all of you who are listening to definitely check out the website where you can find our podcast, our blog, and there's a little area where you can sign up for this Crystal Mastery Conference so you can hang out with Emma even more, watch her amazing video. Um, Emma, thank you so much. Can you tell everyone a little bit more uh, about where they can connect with you and stay in touch online? Yeah. I mean, firstly, I would definitely sign up for that conversation um, that goes down about goddess and timelines and the zodiacs and everything. It is deliciously good. Um, <laughs> you can find me at emmamildon.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I've just got a podcast launching. So yeah, come find me. I, I reply to everybody and I love connecting with my community. You guys are my sisters, you're my family. So reach out and I will, I will reply. And of course, we will have links to all of those amazing places to stay in touch with Emma below this episode. So again, Emma, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm signing out for the conference, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I always love what Emma has to share. And listening to that interview again has just been you know, I think just what I needed today to really kind of light a fire under me to get more connected with feminine energy and be more in the flow of how our world is changing and shifting. So if you are feeling really inspired, which I hope you are, to go find a couple of amazingly supportive crystals and get more in tune with feminine energy, um, then I am just so excited for you as you take these next steps on your journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I hope that you found a lot of value in this episode and that you enjoyed this interview. Like I said earlier, Emma will be presenting an amazing mini workshop all about crystals for invoking the divine feminine in this year's Crystal Mastery Conference. So be sure to go to crystalmasteryconference.com to sign up for our free event. We'll have tons of amazing presenters in our week-long event. 
And if you want more information about anything we discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to just leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. I'm loving reading those reviews. So thank you so much for those of you who have taken the time to just give me a quick five-star rating or write a little review. It really means a lot. And while you're at that link, be sure to subscribe as well so that you never miss a future episode of the podcast. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.